Don't Cause a Ruckus is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for Don't Cause a Ruckus with AJ Kaw and Jose Ruckus. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Don't Cause a Ruckus, the sports debate show that tries not to take itself too seriously. I am your host, Jose Ruckus, and joining me, not as always, <laughs> McKenna May! Hi! It's Mac, me. How, how are you today? I'm wonderful! How are oh, you? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, you're wonderful, huh? I'm wonderful! What's going uh, on? Oh, uh, Jeffrey! Germany's been great, both the regular games and the, the Masters tournament. We're primetime, baby. Where it's on in my market, it's at 7.30, and then primetime is on 8 to 9. That's an hour and a half straight of Jeopardy. Three games. The best time sounds, ever. Sound, sounds like you're in paradise here, Mac. Uh, we'll talk more Jeopardy later on in the show, but we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, McKenna. A lot. Um, I want to start it off with last night's uh, NBA playoff game between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Uh, the Celtics were down uh, 0-3 in Miami. This is the second game in Miami. Uh, and they were able to pull this one off. They were able to get a game in the series. Uh, they'll be going back to Boston 1-3. to uh, I got to be honest with you, Mac. Mm-hmm. I think it was good that the Heat lost last night. Oh, yeah? I think it was a strategic move for for the Heat to lose this game last night, and I'll tell you why. Oh, uh, the Heat are going to the finals. They've got they they have they've been dominant in this series. They went up three to zero against this team. They should be able to close this thing out if they continue to play the way that they've been playing. But they have something that they need to figure out before they get to the finals. Tyler Hero, one of their star players. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been out since the first game of the playoffs when they played against the the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. He broke uh, a finger on his shooting hand, so he's been out. He will be ready to go by the time the finals roll around. But there is an issue, McKenna. The Heat have been so good defensively. It's one of the reasons they've been able to go through these teams very aggressively. Tyler Hero is an amazing offensive player. He's probably the weakest player on defense. Oh. So the Heat have to figure out how they're going to work Tyler Hero back into this rotation when he comes back. They're going to have to play more games and figure out exactly what's going on, the different things that they can do, especially they're going to have to figure out how to work around Nikola Jokic. Uh, And so just getting more games in, more data to work with to figure out what they're going to do with Tyler Hero comes back. It was a great thing for the Miami Heat to lose last night. Did do you think a, an intern broke um, his finger? Do you think that's what happened? That is not what happened. Okay, no, that's good. Uh, uh, Kevin Love. Uh, that that almost did happen to Kevin Love, but mm-hmm. no, Kevin Love is is healthy and playing playing well. That's, that's good. I, I've heard that some people have said that um, Kevin Love was very scared by almost breaking his finger. Sort of had his career flash before his eyes, and it's 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 reinvigorated him for the for the for the postseason. Oh, look so at that! You might have you had something to do with that. It's funny you say that because every time I I look at the TV and watch the Heat, Kevin Love is never on the on the court when I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, he's not a starter. <laughs> I, I get it out real quick when it's like every single time. Yeah, Kevin's Love not on there. Jimmy buckets though. He is. He's bucking it up. He is. Jimmy Butler is playing absolutely fantastic. Uh. To a degree that's just surprising, honestly, that this this dude is so good. Like, honestly, I love watching him play basketball right now. Uh, I he's 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 become one of my favorite players in the NBA. I just love watching this dude. I love his intensity. I love the way that he plays the game. He plays like the way people did when I was a kid. Uh, he he plays really hard. He gets he's drawing a lot of fouls, not on the perimeter doing the Steph Curry thing, but driving into the paint and making people contest him. Uh, he's great when he's doubled. He's great at finding the the open man when he gets doubled and passing out of plays. He's not a ball-dominant player. Um, he's just he's just what a basketball player should be, McKenna, and I love Jimmy Butler so much. Um, I have 
uh, uh, I'll leave my fun fact for a, a second. I think it's it's not. No, give it to me right now. What's your, what's, what's it, this fun it's fact? It's kind of more in tune with the Lakers and the Nuggets more so oh, okay. than the Heat and Celtics. Now that I'm thinking about it, even though it was an article in an article about the Heat and the Celtics, but it applies to. Well, yeah, the, we can make it a transition point here. Just oh. uh, give it to me. Okay. Can oh can it be a trivia question for you? Absolutely. Okay. How many teams have been uh, swept in in the playoffs? Um, in the playoffs entirely, or in the uh, in the conference finals? I believe it just said the playoffs. In the playoffs, in this I would particular s- article, less than twenty. I would say maybe twelve. 150 <laughs> really yeah. okay so that's that's all that's all that's playoffs. all yeah all playoffs. Yeah. i was thinking conference finals yes, uh all. that okay. makes more sense that it's all 120 teams have been swept <laughs> 150 that makes that makes sense uh a lot of the times the first round is a sweep eight mm-hmm. seeds which uh the miami heat are mm-hmm. are not supposed to do this well they <laughs> get swept in the first round constantly well, it, it has isn't it that that uh, that sentence did not begin correctly. Um, <laughs> isn't it like no teams that have played in have ever like? Yeah. So the playing game, the playing. This is the third year of the playing tournament, and mm-hmm. uh, until this season, no playoff, uh, no play-in team, which would be uh, between the, um, I believe it's the eighth through the tenth seeds, or is where mm-hmm. that it's at. None of those teams have made uh, past the first round before. Uh, mm-hmm. Now this year, both teams that were made it into the playoff team, both teams made it through to the conference finals, which is pretty interesting. Um, but eight seeds don't make it to the finals. Like mm-hmm. this, what the Miami Heat are on the precipice of doing, they will be, I think, maybe the first eight seed to make it to, maybe only the oh. second eight seed to make it to the finals. It's basketball, especially when it comes down to the playoffs, because you're playing these seven game series. It's not a random sport. Mm-hmm. It's it's very consistent about what like it's almost always chalk teams with the MVP on it almost always get to the uh, get to the conference finals this year. They didn't uh, eight seeds. Um, okay. Oh, we got Kansas City Chiefs fan Chiefs Nation got got my facts for me. Thank you. They're, they will be the second uh, eight seed. The Knicks. Right. I forgot about the Knicks um, as everybody does. Uh <laughs> They will be the second eighth seed ever to make it to the NBA Finals, um, and it's and it's off the back of just. I don't even know. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why the Heat are so good. It seems to be uh, the things that like a lot of times guys like me, guys like uh, Freddie Airmail, probably. I tend to ignore the intangibles when I'm evaluating sport. I tend to ignore things like intensity and momentum and who cares more because it seems like those things just don't really matter a lot of the time. Uh, I usually go with, you know, the team with the talent, the team that's putting up the the correct analytics. Um, Those teams usually win. This year, no. It's this team that was pretty, like, honestly, the Miami Heat were bad in the regular season. They were not a good basketball Mm -hmm. team. Uh, It's it's been so, uh, it's been amazing. I love Jimmy Butler. I love him. Good birthday. I'm considering buying a Jimmy Butler jersey. Oh, that's fun. How long has he been with the Heat? Uh, this is his third or fourth year. Yeah. He his first season there was the bubble year. Uh the bubble year. Yeah, and and it's been an incredible run. They've they've been to the finals. They've been to uh they finished in the conference finals twice. Like mm-hmm. since Jimmy Butler has joined the Miami Heat, he's been incredible. Uh, he. he people people didn't think that you could you could take a guy like Jimmy Butler being your number one player and make it consistently be a dominant team and they just have been uh it goes to shout out to how good jimmy butler's been and eric spolstra being probably the best coach in the nba right now um but we're talking about teams getting swept which unfortunately did not happen for the miami heat last night but the los angeles lakers mac got swept by the denver nuggets this is what you expect to happen with an eight seed right an eight seed plays a one seed they get swept in the conference finals this is normal basketball Mm-hmm. Basketball. Mac, your dad's a big Lakers fan. How's he yeah, feeling about he's this? Still crying about it. Yeah. Devastated. It's a tough loss. It's hard to see um, a team go out this way, especially because 
I think if you would before this series, I was even kind of leaning towards Lakers in some in some areas. But if you had asked me, the Lakers get swept. What happened? I would say Anthony Davis never showed up. We just never got a dominant Anthony Davis game. Uh, LeBron probably didn't have a very good game. The role players, the uh, Austin Reeves, the Rui Hachimuras, none of those guys ever had a really good game. That's not what happened. Anthony Davis had, in game one, a dominant game, played extremely well, put up a lot of points. Rui Hachimura came in in game two, had himself a really good game. Uh, And then LeBron played well throughout the entire series until the end, the fourth quarter of the last game, because he played every single minute in these games, playing, playing his heart out, playing really great basketball. The Lakers went all in. They had everything that they needed to do to win a game in the series, and they just never did. Yeah, but I looked at the score. They're all like the biggest gap is eight points, an eight point loss that they had. Everything these were close games. They were very close. Yeah, which is, I think, makes it sting even more. Yeah, every single game felt like at some point the Lakers had a chance to win it, Mm -hmm. and the Denver Nuggets at every point. I mean, you look at the game one. They they give up a twenty point lead going into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden it's a six point game and the nuggets just slam the door in their face they just take over the game at the end they do what they need to do nikola Jokic is if, if you're if you're a nerd like me and you like watching like high quality basketball like really you know intricate plays and stuff the way i mean shout out to a kansas city chiefs fan the denver nuggets run their offense sort of like watching a kansas city chiefs game uh because it's just, they're doing everything that they can. You're seeing Nikola Jokic just being a big man who can pass the way that he can, always being able to get the ball to an open guy. You'll see some of the most insane passes you've ever seen if you watch Nikola Jokic. They're using the entire offense. They're not They're not just like, you know, shooting from three all the time. They're mixing it up. Nikola Jokic can get in the paint and play. They got guys like Michael Porter Jr. who can shoot. Sometimes uh, Murray will be a three-point shooter. Sometimes he'll be dishing, you know, being like a true point guard. They're a complete offensive team, and they are so fun to watch. I don't know why people haven't been paying attention to the Nuggets until now. They're amazing. I like the Nuggets because it reminds me of Chicken Nuggets. I know it's... The nugs. I, I shouldn't say I know it's not chicken nuggets. I doubt that it's chicken nuggets. Um, but so I just I I, be, I, I believe I like. the name is that they're gold nuggets. That would make more sense. I is I didn't know like Colorado well, was like a gold well, rush yeah. state. Yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah, wait. <laughs> maybe it is chicken nuggets. Maybe, it should maybe be chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. Do the, you think if they win, do you think they'll like a bunch of fast food places will get them nuggets? That sh- that's what they should do. Like Wendy should do like, yo, spicy nuggets are on sale. Denver Nuggets just won. What does the NBA trophy look like? Can um, you put nuggets in a trophy? In that trophy? Oh, never mind. No. No, you, you can't. Could... It's a big basketball, right? It is big basketball. Big basketball. What <laughs> if, okay, you cut off the middle of the basketball, mm, fill it with nuggets. Nuggets. It's nugget time. I, I mean you, that as somebody who loves a good nug, that'd be I'd be all for it. Oh, get NBA, get on that. I wonder if Nikola Jokic <laughs> likes chicken nuggets because I've told you this I've told you this story before, McKenna, but it's it's one of my favorite things about Nikola Jokic, which is that he would drink uh th- as a child he would drink three liters of Coca Cola a day. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. This is the prime uh, athlete who's smoking LeBron James, destroying Kevin Durant. He's this big, pasty white guy who, as a child, was just this chubby kid drinking three liters of Coca-Cola a day. I love this man. He's got he's in, in the last couple of years, he's really gotten into shape and it's I, it's improved his already incredible game. But I love an out of shape athlete. I love an like my one of my my favorite baseball players of all time. I got to be top five is Bartolo Colon because the dude is just just the most out of shape athlete you've ever seen in your life, and he's absolutely dominant. Yet I just mad respect to the out of shape athlete. Shout out, 
because you're pl <laughs> you're you're just willingly giving yourself a disadvantage and still dominating. It's it's really really impressive. <laughs> so the Denver Denver Nuggets they're going to be making their way to their very first uh, NBA Finals. Shout out to them. Love it for them. Uh, would love to see Nikola Jokic get a ring. Would hate if it came at the cost of Jimmy Butler getting a ring, but it is what it is. After the game, uh, LeBron James was asked about his future in Los Angeles, McKenna, and he said, I don't know. I've got a lot to think about, to be honest. Teasing a potential retirement. McKenna, what do you think about LeBron James, 38 years old today? Wow. Possibly ending his LeBron? career. No, not not, I, not like oh. not like his birthday. Thirty eight. He's thirty eight right now. Oh, that makes that makes more sense. Um, I mean that'd be pretty well because I think he's been playing like my. I assume he's been playing my entire yes, life. Yes, I I don't um, believe that there's been a day of your life where LeBron James wasn't playing basketball. That'll be check. That'll be um that'll be pretty wild. Um, I do want to say I like that my last name is May because it looks like the lower thirds is James May retire, as in like James James May James is May. retiring. Yeah, your your cousin James <laughs> my cousin May. James May is retiring. Um, but no, I I it's what what do you think he'll do in retirement? Because like I know like Bronny. He's going to college and everything, so maybe, I don't know. McKenna, I got to be honest with you. I don't buy it for a single second that LeBron James <laughs> is retiring. <laughs> Not for a single second do I think LeBron James is going to retire. Uh, I, I'm, sh I'm sure in the moment, you just got swept in the conference finals. You played yeah. every single minute of the last game. You tried your hardest, got swept. I'm sure in the moment, it felt like, Mm, maybe I just don't got it in me. He has a nagging foot injury that's been bothering him for the last couple of seasons. Uh, mm -hmm. That's just one of the things about, you know, almost being 40 years old and playing sports still. Uh, but LeBron James is still one of the most dominant players in the league. He's top, like he's what top player in all the stats. He's a great basketball player still. He could mm -hmm. still, I legitimately believe LeBron James could probably play into his 50s not as a star player, just as a coming off the bench role player. Just mm -hmm. like you could have LeBron James on a basketball court and literally never have him shoot the ball and he would still be a great contributor to your team because he's so good at passing. He's so good at all the little things on the basketball court that he can play as long as he wants to. I genuinely believe that. Um, there's also, as a Kansas City Chiefs fan points out, he wants to play with his son. He's made it known for years now that that's something that he wants Aww. to do. Uh, Bronny's starting college this year. It's a one and done rule for the NBA. So look, he's got he's got two years to make to want, get to the thing that he's been talking about for half a decade now. Um, so I really don't believe that. Maybe this is a potential thing to set up a departure from Los Angeles. Maybe he sits out for a year. I could see that happening. Um, so that way when uh, Bronny gets drafted, he can go just to whatever team. He doesn't have to force the Lakers to trade up to get Bronny or anything like that. Mm. Um, there's also, here's a thing, a uh, thing that people might want to know. LeBron James has a documentary crew following him around right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's the same people who made The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Gonna they were following around for this postseason and probably into the next couple of years they'll be filming uh, for a documentary to come out in the future. Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great for the documentary to have lebron james retire and then unretire to play with his son wouldn't that make for just a great narrative That'd in the documentary yeah so shout out to the scripted documentary that they're filming right now <laughs> uh lebron james's retirement much like tom brady's retirement is fake um tom brady probably gonna play for the raiders this year just so you know just keep wait just Keep your ears, keep your ear to the ground, okay? Oh, oh, oh my. Keep wow. your ear to the ground. So, it will th wait, 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 hold on. We gotta touch on Tom Ray for a hot sec. Um, so, like, he announced his retirement last year, came out of retirement, and then So, here's he the deal. Here's the deal. His first retirement, fake retirement. Fake retirement? Wasn't actually retiring with the, uh, with, with, uh, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, what was going on was that the Dolphins owner was tampering with Tom Brady. 
uh, illegally, which he's been punished for. They lost picks. Uh, he he took his, uh, the owner took a suspension. But the plan was that they were going to offer uh, Tom Brady ownership in the Dolphins to come play for wow. the Dolphins to pseudo retire from the the the, bu- uh, the Bucks and then go join the Miami Dolphins as an owner slash quarterback. And then what happens this year after this retirement from Tom Brady? He's given ownership stake in. The Las Vegas Raiders, a team that uh, reportedly uh, he really wanted to go to when he left uh, the New England Patriots. And um, the the uh, the quote that came out famously of um, calling you're going to go with that motherfucker over me. Uh, It's since been almost confirmed that he was talking about Derek Carr, the Raiders quarterback. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr no longer with the uh, the Raiders. So. Keep your ear to the ground, okay? Don't believe the lies. Don't believe his lies. Okay, noted. Tom Brady. He's now an owner. He's given ownership of uh, the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. He owns the Las Vegas Aces, too, by the way. Shout out to them. They're awesome. Um, he's going to come out of retirement. He's going to play quarterback for the Raiders this year. Book it. I'm telling you. Book it. Book it. There, you heard it here first. Breaking news. Speaking of quarterbacks moving teams, McKenna. Mm-hmm. This is this is a big deal that's been going on today. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of articles written about this. The Seattle Seahawks have issued a new player, number three. Mm-hmm. They'll be the first player. It's a it's a defensive back. Uh, I believe an undrafted guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Be the first player to um, wear number three since Russell Wilson left mm-hmm. last year in a trade to the Denver Broncos and. Denver Broncos fans are really upset about it. Oh, wait. I, I read everything about it, but that, apparently. What? Yeah. Why? Um, they th- one, so this, this was written on a couple Denver Broncos blogs today, but they think that Seattle should show respect to Russell Wilson and essentially retire the number now wow. and not let anybody else ever wear number three again. Um, to which, as a Seattle uh, Seahawks fan, I say, get bent. Um, we don't really like the guy right now. I don't care if another player wears number three right now. Um, Russell Wilson did not leave our team on good terms. Um, we don't have a lot of reverence for the number three. Uh, now, when he's done, when his career is over, maybe we can talk about retiring it. You know, he's, you know. Second best quarterback in our franchise's history. First quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Uh, but no, he's still an active player playing for another team. Yeah. Why would we show this dude the respect of saving number three for him? Yeah, it's not. Mm, uh, no, not good. Not good. Yeah. I mean, I've seen other people also talk about this, but I mean, just. The reaction it's getting from around the league that they would dare uh, give this number to another player from a player who literally betrayed the franchise. I just mm-hmm. like it has to be like said. A lot of people don't understand the way that Russell Wilson left the Seahawks, um, promising us multiple times year after year that he was requesting a trade, but no, he actually wasn't requesting a trade. That wasn't actually happening. He didn't want to leave Seattle. He was never going to leave Seattle. Lies. All lies. All lies. Um, so yeah, get bent. I don't care who wears number three. Are you the type of person to hold grudges, McKenna? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can be, you can oh. be petty. Oh, all the time. Because, yeah, I can be, especially when it comes to sports stuff, where, let's just be honest, the stakes of the stakes of me caring about Russell Wilson, very low. He doesn't know that I exist. He may never know that I exist. So me not liking him very much, extremely low stakes. So I feel like I, I'm just being, I, I'm given carte blanche to just be aggressively petty when it comes to situations like this. You Do you feel the same way? Oh, I'm very similar. I, you know, as George Bush once said, <laughs> fool, going. Me, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, won't get fooled again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that is exactly what he said. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, we will not get fooled again. 
We won't do it. No, no, never again. So I mean, like, if if like uh, I don't know the teams that you root for. It's not like um, like the Philly Union don't have a player whose like number they would retire, right? Not not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure uh, Premier League. There's Chelsea's like retired. Uh, Chelsea's old. All the Premier League teams are old. There's probably numbers. Like retired. okay, so we'll we'll just say like um, Ingolo Conte, right? Yeah. Legendary player on the team. Mm-hmm. One of the best players right now. If he had forced his way out of the team, like with some sort of shady things, uh, if they just gave us a, a new player his number, how would you feel about it? Um. It's a number. Sure. Have it. Like, I I, like, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I'm already pretty bad with numbers, but like, I couldn't tell you his number off the top of my head. Like, I can, I can, maybe. Like, I can tell you Messi and Ronaldo's, and like, that's it, really. I think. Uh, Mason Mount's 19, maybe. Uh, Plusix 10. Number seven. Seven. So it's like, yeah. It's a number I think you're going to... I don't know. I get it for some players. Like, I get it for Messi. I get it for Ronaldo, who, like... But it's... Uh... I also got to be honest. I never really liked number three as Russell Wilson's number. Mm-hmm. Although it did give us the opportunity to call him Threesus occasionally. <laughs> That's Which I, I always enjoyed calling him Threesus. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I can... We- I know that... Not that this matters... Uh, Harry Potter's number is seven. Oh. That, and um, Ginny Weasley's is number five. I have it on my own. And I think Ron Weasley's one. Um, but you can't... I don't think you can retire like the, that low of a number. Not though. when somebody's playing on another team. Yeah. Right? Like, when they're actively playing against you. It's right. just, who cares? Like, yeah. wait till he retires. Uh, we do have some more NFL news, McKenna. Which is that yes. uh, the NFL to, uh, today issued a change to the kickoff rule. That's big. It's big talked news. Talked to my dad about this. First thing out of his mouth was, it's stupid. Really? He doesn't like he, this rule change. He tried to explain it to me, but like, it kind of turned into him sounding like an adult from the Peanuts. So I don't really understand it. But Okay. So the fair catch, right? You yes. catch the ball in the end zone. You decide mm-hmm. not to run it out of the end zone, you get to spot the ball at the 25. Your offensive drive starts at the 25. Uh, this rule change would be, it's no longer you get have to catch in the end zone to have a fair catch. If you catch it anywhere within the 25-yard line and you decide to do a fair catch, you get it from the 25-yard line. Okay. Essentially, what this, what the, what this what's the reason this is happening, right, is that the kickoff mm-hmm. in the NFL, punting especially, uh, punting more, to be honest, I think, um, the kickoff is the most dangerous play in the in the NFL. It's mm-hmm. the play that most people get hurt on. It's it's literally just somebody getting full speed from the other side of the field and trying to hit somebody. It's very dangerous. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> as the XFL learned in their first season, the fair catch is a necessary thing for the sport if you don't want people to die on the field constantly. Um, <laughs> they frown upon that. Yeah, it's it's not something you want typically. <laughs> no. And so I think that the fair catch rule. Um, encouraging more teams to fair catch more often and mm-hmm. encouraging the defensive teams to just give the other team a fair catch. There's no point in trying to hit it, hit, kick the ball real short or anything like that. I think it's really good for the game because it's just going to reduce injuries. Kickoffs aren't even entertaining plays. Like, mm-hmm. there's always the excitement that people think of uh, that uh, running the ball back. On a, on a kickoff, right? Catch the mm-hmm. ball, score a touchdown right then. Thing is, it basically never happens. Almost any time somebody thinks of a great uh, kickoff return, they're actually thinking of a punt return. <laughs> the no, kickoff return, it's so rare. It almost never happens. It It's way more likely to happen on punts. And mm-hmm. so I think that just encouraging as many um, fair catches as possible is good for the game. I've often lobbied to just get rid of the, uh, the kickoff completely like we do in FCF. And mm. because, yeah, we don't like kickers around here. <laughs> no kickers. No kickers. Yeah. Football kickoff. I don't know. I would have to, I think for me to completely grasp it, I would have to see it 
um, like visually see it and be like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm caught up now. It, um, it is it is a little bit co- confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Freddie 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 Airmail. Um, step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thing is, I don't think we're gonna actually see it in action very much because it's gonna be such an inconsequential play <laughs> that they might not even show it on TV most of the time. Um, because it's just so it's pointless. It's this weird, like the NFL is the only like league I can think of that has an entire play that's just about changing possession. Like basketball, the other team just gets the ball. They put it into play. Baseball, you just switch sides, right? (laughs) It's an entire play. You're running an entire play. The only point of which is we're giving you the ball now. (laughs) So theatrical. It's completely pointless. It's so weird. Uh, just have the team start at the 25-yard line. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, McKenna, we want to talk about the other football for a little bit. Let's because talk about the other uh, you're, you're, you're rocking your three lines jersey right I now. Am. I am. The squad announcement for um, qualifiers for England went up today. So, got it. Got Any rock. exciting names in there? Uh, it's the usual. Um... Tyrone Mings is back, which is pretty exciting. Um, a guy from Brighton got called up. Mm, the and bees. The bees. And, oh, shoot. I don't remember where he's from. But he got called up. He was uh, in the under-20 squad, and he, he got his first call up, which is, it was nice. So, um, <laughs> Freddie Airmill asked a, asked a question. If baseball had a play that was all about changing possession, what would it look like? Oh. Um... Hmm. Question. So the catcher has to give the ball to the pitcher somehow. Okay. So the, the yeah. So the way the way it works, right, is that uh, each each inning starts with the pitcher at bat, and the yes. catcher the catcher <laughs> has to throw a pitch to the the pitcher. Yeah. And it's just it's just an extra batting opportunity every every single inning. That's amazing. That's great. Yeah, put that in. McKenna, Erling Halan just won the Premier League. Yes, he did. 22 years of age. Absolutely wild. Um, It was big. Uh, so, of course, Man City won the, the title after Arsenal fell to Nottingham Forest, um, which is rough for Arsenal. Um, so, Man City have uh, enough of a point uh, thing I don't remember what that yeah, the, name is called. There are still played. games being played, but yep, there's one more. the league has just been decided. Yeah. I hate oh, the way the Premier League works. It's, it's, I don't, because I think, did they have the trophy ceremony when they played Chelsea as well? I thought I saw pictures of like them with the, I know they had an honor guard, but it looked like they had like the trophy with the blue ribbons and everything Maybe. on them when they played Chelsea last weekend. And it's like, what? Leave it. It's one week away. Just wait until the end of the season. Yeah, I think you're gonna be okay. Um, uh, it's also another fun fact: the three teams that were the three clubs that were promoted for this season from the championship last season, they they all stay in the Premier League, which is only the fourth time that that has happened. Um, wow! In in Premier League history, which is which is pretty fun. Um, Southampton will be relegated. Uh, Leeds and Leicester City are currently in the relegation zone however there's only a two point difference between those two teams and everton um so essentially leeds and leicester city both have to win in order oh wait no excuse me i don't know math is hard but everton could be relegated it's very confusing yeah everton's never been relegated Mm -mm. before in the premier league they've always been in the premier league and they've been fighting all season essentially just and last season yeah, it's this, it's come it's, down to the wire for the last mm-hmm. couple of years about whether they're going to get relegated or not. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I want them to be rele- relegated or not. It's definitely really interesting. I think because I was uh, I was talking to to one of uh, Tom Back. Shout out to Tom Back mm, about friend like of the show. Be, friend of the show because Jordan Pickford is like England's goalkeeper, and it'd be interesting for him to still if. Oh, he, I would assume he would still be, but he would be a championship team. Like he would be the only yeah a player playing person. in the second tier of the league mm-hmm. who's the goalkeeper for the national team. That would be yeah. really strange. 
Yeah, because for some reason, like, Jordan Pickford's, like, on something when he plays for England, but, like, doesn't do anything when he plays for Everton. I don't know. It's, I don't... Yeah, I mean, it's a Harry Maguire situation, right? Yep. Where he's terrible, depending on what league he's playing in, or... (laughs) There's a lot of players who seem to be like that. Like, Christian Pulisic in an America jersey is just a completely different player than him playing in the Premier League. (laughs) forgot that Harry Maguire was an England player. I thought he was some movie character. And I was like, I, I don't know who this is. And then I re- oh, Harry Maguire. The guy with the big blocky head. Yeah, cement head. Yeah. That's yeah, I don't, head like a cinder block. I try so much not to think about him. <laughs> That's like, it didn't even cross my mind when you said him. But yeah, it's, yeah, it, Exactly. Sorry. Now I'm going to go back to what you just said. Yeah, Maguire owns something when he plays for England, and yeah. then he like has no minutes with Man U, and it's just, I uh, just there, there's some players who are just elevated by the jersey they wear in that sport. It's so confusing yeah. to me. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. I mean, just like to have a bit of a parallel, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, the basketball player, just retired. Um, I mean, I say he just retired. He's uh, really hasn't played basketball at all in the last year. Um, and he's he's been effectively retired for the last couple of years. But he announced his retirement. Um, a great scorer, an all-time great scorer, um, sort of an incomplete basketball player, but a, a great player nonetheless. Um, very little NBA success. Um, didn't win a championship ever. I don't. I don't. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Carmelo made it to the champion, uh, made it to the finals ever. Um, but he's the most decorated uh, American player in terms mm-hmm. of na- international competition, gold medals, uh, you know, all these uh, international competition stuff. He's the best player ever when it comes to the U.S. So I don't know. It's just the weird way that some players just sort of switch on and off mm-hmm. in league yeah. play versus international play. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, so Man City's won how many of these trophies in a row now? Three. This is the third year in a row that they've won. And then there was, I believe maybe like Liverpool won like four years ago and then Man City won the two before then. Yeah. So like uh, almost the last five of the last six years they've won. They've been absolutely dominating the Premier League for the last decade. But they can't get it done in the Champions League. We'll we'll find out June 10th. They're going to be, I think, they'll be Inter Milan. But, like, they didn't, yeah, like, they didn't last year. Um, they, they haven't oh, won a Champions League trophy in quite a while, right? No. Mm-mm. They did, they crushed Real Madrid in um, the semifinals, like, a couple weeks ago. They beat them 5-1 to one on aggregate. Um, and Real Madrid is the reigning um, Champions League winner. Champions League champion. Um, and well, I believe, I believe Pep Guardiola this year essentially said that they don't even care about the premier league championship. Like they assume that they were going to win it. And if they didn't win it, whatever, but they only care about winning the champ because they've dominated the premier league so long right now that it's essentially just like, uh, it doesn't matter that they've won it, (laughs) that they need the, the thing that he needs to prove himself winning is the champions league at this Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And they more or less, I would be shocked if if inter milan beat man yeah. city i mean with 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 erling holland now it oh seems that like they were already a dominant team but now mm-hmm. that they've got this player they're gonna they're gonna them? win the next however many years as long as they have him like he has more goals than like a than bunch some, of most teams yeah like i think it was i think you told me like they he had more goals than like chelsea in like yeah i think i think chelsea Cross your fingers. We'll finish more uh, more goals than Erling Holland has. I hope so. But there are other teams who definitely don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like a foregone conclusion that as long as they have Holland, because they, they were already a championship winning team before he got there, mm-hmm. that they're just going to win the next five in a row. Yeah. He's, oh my God. And he's only 22. Like He's such, he's, he's so- an incredible player. An incredible goal scorer. I just, I can't comprehend. Um, I love him. Speaking of an incredibly dominant player, McKenna. Yeah. The Jeopardy Masters ended right before we got on this show. It did. And uh, it was won by an absolute dominant 
Claire. Yes, James Holzhauer took home the $500,000 prize trophy that you can't drink a Sprite out of. The Trebek Um, trophy. The Trebek trophy. Um, he, he only won by like $2,000. Matea Roach, um, they had a very dominant performance in the, in the second game. It was, uh, ahead, um, going into Final Jeopardy in the second game. Um, but it was just a matter of uh, about 2,000, uh, points. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool that the, the, the tournament did come down to Final Jeopardy. Whether or not Matea was able to answer it correctly mm-hmm. would have decided that game. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was so good. Um, Matt Amodio, um, the love of my life, um, he did not... <laughs> um, he was well behind. He was. He, I... Because throughout the whole tournament, like, he won the games that he had to win. Um, like, he won um, against James and Andrew in the quarterfinals. He won in the semifinals to get into the finals. Um, and he will be the three players will be in the next Jeopardy Masters. Um, but it, it's buzzer. It's just all because, like, you can, like, now that we have stats for Jeopardy, um, they have, like, the buzzer attempts and everything. And, like, Matt's up there with James, Matea, and everyone else in the tournament. It just, his timing wasn't down to actually be able to get in um, mm-hmm. more. Um, so that's, uh, it's a big How do thing. you feel about the tournament in general? I was really trepidatious about it because we had just seen five of the six players a few months ago that we just seen them play against each other. In but tournament of champions? In the tournament of champions, yeah. Um, James is the only one. We haven't seen James since the GOAT tournament in 2020, although he's on the chase. Um, but in terms of being on Jeopardy with the buzzer and everything, it's like it, James never left. But anyway, um, it. I really, it's. I liked it. I mean, I knew I would love it, even though I was trepidatious about it. It's Jeopardy. I'm going to love it no matter what. Um, they just have such a good rapport, and they just all seem like genuinely good friends, which I think we're seeing more and more with all of the tournaments because you spend so much time with the same group of people. Like, you just form this bond, and it's just so endearing and heartwarming, and it's really cute. And, like, Andrew, he had a baby during the tournament, which was adorable. Not, like, on air, but, like, he had it in between... Um, chavings and whatnot and it was just really cute and i don't there's just so like they all have like little inside jokes oh i just love it i love them they're amazing i mean so this tournament huge success right it seems like the Mm -hmm. jeopardy fans love it it's been getting good ratings Mm -hmm. this isn't something they can do every year right i doubt it but i think see that the new executive producer um michael davies he's like really pushing for more and more jeopardy um now that it has it's like grown momentum with all of the big champions and whatnot that he wants to do more tournaments so i don't know it could be i wouldn't be surprised if it is an annual competition although i don't know they would have they would have to get people from other than the last like three years to get on the show um Mm. i think um i think that was a lot of feedback when they announced the lineup that like a lot of people were like why isn't like it just feels People like a repeat of a previous tournament yeah. of champions, right? Plus James, yeah. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I would really like to see like Buzzy. Or, I don't know if Buzzy can come back because he hosted the tournament champions back in twenty twenty one. But yeah, twenty twenty one. Um, but like Austin Rogers or even Allen Lynn, um, Roger Craig. I don't know. Just I, I don't know. I would like to see some old faces come back. Um, yeah, yeah, I love. I I, th- I think it's I think it's something. I don't know if it, if this is something that they can do every year, but maybe every other year. Yeah, maybe have a different cool. kind of tournament that goes like rotating every other year, oh, different tournaments. Yes. That might be a good idea. Um, do you think we'll ever see Ken Jennings compete in one of these tournaments? Because now we've obviously seen James has won Jeopardy Masters. He's mm-hmm. won Tournament of Champions before. Yep. He's got the he's won the most money on Jeopardy, right? But I think there Brad is... Rudder's still up by a little bit. Really? Yeah. Because, well, because, like, the thing with Brad is that it's, it's like, a very... It's only, like, a few hundred thousand dollars. I, I looked at the spreadsheet a little bit ago. Um, but Brad never lost until the GOAT tournament. So, like, he won All-Stars. Mm. He won the tournament. He won the all of the tournaments he had been in, and it just accumulated. Um, well, it, it feels he's like close. if Jeopardy Masters continues, it's going to be... Oh, yeah. He'll get there. Um, mm-hmm. But he still has one 
one guy that he hasn't beaten yet, right? Do you mm-hmm. think we'll ever see a rematch between Ken and Brad? I would love that so much. Um, I Michael Davies said on the Jeopardy podcast that, like, yes, it's in the rules that, like, if you become host, you can't play again. But it's like, if Ken Jennings wants to come back and play, yeah. you can't, you also, can't say no. They've changed the rules before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you, it used to be that if you won for an entire week, you couldn't come back. Right, exactly. So it's like, I I think it's, Ken says he probably won't come back, but like. The, there's I, I no real incentive back. for Ken to come back, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the GOAT, he won the GOAT tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why show up to lose? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think it'd be so fun if he came back. Um, I mean, I would, I would watch. I would yeah. be there watching. I think it would be really interesting to see because he's now been in the host position for so long and then what it would be like for him to go back as um a um, a challenger i don't know i don't know if anything would even change but i think it'd be fun just because like he's the only he's probably the only per he's the only person who knows what it's like on both sides yeah but it's like i wonder what like going back and forth i don't know i think it'd be fun but who knows um so yeah ken should go back on the show all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our main topics of the show, McKenna. But mm-hmm. we do have one last topic. It's the topic we like to do every week. Though I don't think that you've played this game with us before, McKenna. No, I haven't. I'm excited. It's off the top three. <laughs> if you didn't know, Off the Top Three is a game we like to play where we're going to make top three lists off the top of our head. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this is going to be stressful for McKenna. Yes. Uh, I've got a topic for McKenna. McKenna's going to come up with a topic for me. Okay. And we're going to have to make a top three list based on that topic. McKenna, I'm going to give you an easy one, though I'm sure it'll be hard to narrow it down to three. Um, I want to know which three Jeopardy runs that these players went on, because now we've had so many between Ken, Brad, James, uh, the new ones, you know, all mm-hmm. these new players since Brad, Brad uh, I mean, uh, since James, who have gone on these massive runs. Your top three most entertaining Jeopardy runs to watch which ones did you enjoy watching the most okay uh right now okay um number three would probably be uh madame odio do i have to give my reason why sure okay madame odio is number three um because he was the first person since james so about two and a half years to go on an extended run and he was like sort of the beginning of this new uh group of super champions Number two, of course, James Holzhauer. Like, this man, he only went, he was less than a month and he won, um, uh, like, two and a half million dollars. Like, that's, and he he has, like, all the records for the top amount, like, uh, top 11 records for most money won in a day. Number one, Austin Rogers. Uh, by far, he was one of, whenever I got back into Jeopardy in, um, I got back in Jeopardy in 2015. He went on his run in 2017 and he was, like, the first person um that went on a run while i was watching um or one of the first person people i should say and he was just his personality was just like so over the top and i really i i loved him he was just very funny and um i would just rewatch compilations of him and like his gestures and whatnot and like yeah he had they had to cut him at one point for like swearing during a daily double because he couldn't get it it was just he's he's very great and he would always like do like little um not it's not charades i don't remember what the word is but like during his intro he would like because like it's so awkward just staring at a camera for like 10 seconds while they're reading out like your days you've been on your money and it's just like he just like did little fun gestures and whatnot it was cute um those are my that's my third that's mckenna's (laughs) top three mckenna i need you to come up with a topic that you want to know my top three of i want to know your top three oh this is okay hold on let me think here because i could go in a lot of different directions you could um i want to know hmm oh no no that's too niche um i want to know the niche wait, honest, the, the it, more niche the better does it have to be pertaining to what we talked about tonight nope. <laughs> okay Anything. i want to know your top three state capitals my top three state capitals mm-hmm. okay this is going to be difficult because I haven't actually visited <laughs> many state capitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I can do this. Number three, 
I'm going to go with Sacramento, California, because oh. I've been there several times. Um, there's some really cool stuff to do in Old Town Sacramento. Um, so, I mean, there's just so much, like, there's a lot of stuff that's been preserved from, like, the Gold Rush era of California in downtown Sacramento and stuff. And so you can mm-hmm. visit, like, the forts that people uh, put together, you know, when they were there. Um Hmm. Let's see. Hmm, this is quite difficult because <laughs> I just I haven't visited many, so I'm gonna pull up a list. Okay. Oh, I don't want to forget about anything here. You know what? I'm gonna put number two. I'm gonna put Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, been to Atlanta. One. Enjoyed my time in Atlanta. Love the people in Atlanta. Of course, is the host city of FCF. So shout out, shout out to Atlanta. Solid, interesting city. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I'm going to go to a place that I've been th- really wanting to visit for a long time now, McKenna, which is uh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh, um, okay. Just everything I've heard about that city sounds really great, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been uh, super gentrified yet or anything. It's still got a lot of its culture mm-hmm. there, but is an up-and-coming city the way that Austin used to be. Austin, mm-hmm. at one point, Austin probably would have made this list, but Austin has changed so much that I don't think Austin's a very interesting place anymore and probably mm-hmm. not a place I really care about. But those are that's my top three state capitals. There you go. There you go. I thought your number one would be Harrisburg. It's fine. Mm, never been. I uh, gotta, gotta go to Harrisburg. Go. It's We've had this conversation before on a different podcast, McKenna, but Harrisburg is one of the fake state capitals. We don't, we don't is do, one of the fake state capitals. We don't do fake state capitals. That's fair. That's fair. It's, yeah, like there's no um, reason that Harrisburg should be the capital of that no, state. Absolutely not. It's I don't. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it is. And that's where I was born, so it's okay. Topeka. It's my heart. That's Ooh. interesting choices there, Jason. Uh, never been to Kansas. Don't plan on going to Kansas. So uh, <laughs> Kansas? no, Topeka will not make my list. Though Topeka, good song by the band. Um, Oh, I can't think of who sings that song. But good song, Topeka. Kansas is a band. Does do does Kansas sing Topeka? No, they sing uh Carry On My Wayward Son. They should also sing Topeka. That'd be they, fun. That would be fun. But that's gonna do it for Don't Cause a Ruckus tonight. Thank you everybody for some BC Lion, Jason Wright, all you wonderful people. Uh we live every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check it out. You can watch it live on twitch.tv slash sports or on the YouTube. It also goes on as a podcast the next day on the Fan Controlled Podcast Network or just find it on the YouTube Fan Controlled Sports. But until next time, keep the records to a minimum. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.